Hello, and welcome to the Rita Ellen Mercandani Show. My name is Rita, and I will be your host. Today, I am so excited to be speaking with you about one of my favorite topics, and honestly, one of my favorite spiritual lessons in this lifetime, which is how the universe communicates with us, and how specifically the universe communicates with us through signs, symbolism, and the external world. It's important when we have this discussion to also talk about how, in my lens of perception, this changes throughout our spiritual journey. And so I really hope to offer you some insights today on how the signs you're receiving from the universe, how that journey might change through your spiritual journey, and why I believe that is. This comes from not only my own experience, but from my experience working with hundreds of people around the world, hearing different stories, hearing different amazing spiritual progressions and encounters, and really what that has taught me about how I believe our soul is somewhat designed to evolve. So I want to start off by saying, first of all, what does it mean with about how the universe communicates with us? So there can be this point in our spiritual journey where we start to notice what a lot refer to as signs from the universe. So for some, this could be that you are on the way to the airport and all of a sudden on the way to the airport, your phone says 222, which is known as an angel number, which is a number that is is known, repeating numbers of three digits or certain digits are known to have a special frequency. But Here, what's important is that you notice something that stands out to you. Okay, you see this on your phone. You're like, it registers in your brain. Okay, you're more present. That's a sign. You then get in your taxi to the airport. And the taxi driver says to you, you should um, check out Adele's concert. She's going to the city you're going to. I heard she's going to be there. And so you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know Adele was going to be there. And you arrive in your destination, you tell your friend, oh my gosh, there's an Adele concert. You go out to dinner that night, you're not thinking about Adele anymore, and someone comes up to you and says, hey, would you ladies be interested in going to an Adele concert? And you guys say yes, and you go to the concert. And you look back on that day, and you see that it kind of started at the moment where there was the 222, or that's your perception of what happened. So when I'm talking about signs, it's this idea that the universe, God, our higher self, sends us images, knowings to help us on our journey on earth. And I want to talk a little bit about this. And I actually think I'm quite an expert on this because, believe it or not, I actually spent six months living completely off of signs from the universe. So, Back in 2018, I left my corporate job and I went on this spiritual journey to Asia. And when I was going to Asia, I had no idea where I was going to go. I had no idea how I was even going to fund the trip. And I kind of came up with this idea of like, well, Rita, you're doing this big jump. What happens if you just let the universe guide you? Like, what if this spiritual journey is actually just letting the universe guide you? So... What happened was, I remember before I even left the United States, I had some Delta miles, and I went on my computer, and I 
said, okay, wherever I have enough miles to, I'm going to take that as a sign. That's where I'm meant to go to in Asia. So got on my computer. I had two cities that I had enough miles to fly to. One was to Beijing. And then the other one was to Seoul, South Korea. Beijing required a visa. South Korea did not. And I liked the idea that I could go and start my spiritual journey in a place called Seoul. So that was my first opening the door to the universe communicating to me through signs. I consciously said, all right, I have no idea what I'm doing. Let me start to be guided. The first was that I had enough points to get to that city without paying money. And then the second sign was that it was called Seoul and I'm starting my soul journey there. And believe it or not, for the entire six months of my journey, I did not pre-plan anywhere that I went. I went to, I believe, 12 countries in total. I did not pre-plan any of it other than the first two weeks of the trip because my family came and visited me. Other than that, I was literally in a city and I would wait for the sign. So as an example, I remember distinctly I was in Japan and I kept extending my trip in Japan day by day because I got this feeling of like, I just, I don't know where to go yet. And I was sitting in this uncomfortable feeling of like, well, you're irresponsible. You should be making a decision. This is not cool that you're not committing to something. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep waiting for the universe to send me a sign. And just when that happened, I had a friend in Japan who he mentioned to me, oh, like, I think we should watch this movie tonight. And we ended up watching it. And right now, the name of it is... Um, escaping me. I think it might be Aloha. But anyways, the movie was about Hawaii. And I thought, oh, you know, that's kind of funny. Like, I enjoyed that movie. And then he said to me, well, have you thought about just hopping over to Hawaii? It's only, you know, a seven hour journey from Japan. And I thought, I don't think so. Like, I'm, you know, I'm in the United, or that's in the United States. I don't know if I want to do that. So, you know, I kept staying in Japan waiting for another sign. And just then, when I was waiting for another sign, another friend messaged me and said, hey, I don't know if you thought about coming to Hawaii, but I'm going to be in Hawaii next month. And that was my second sign. So then I went to the computer and, you know, Googled, how much is it to fly the seven hour flight? And I cannot make this up. It was $99 to fly from Japan to Honolulu. And that whole journey then led to me going to Australia and that if you, you know, look at a map, it ends up being kind of like actually a midpoint for that whole journey to happen. But the signs happened when I least expected them. They came through that movie. They came through that guy suggesting that to me. They came from a friend then saying, hey, why don't you consider this place? And then, you know, I said, okay, well, if I can afford it, maybe I should go there. And I did end up going to Japan, I mean, to Hawaii, and I had a magnificent time, life-changing time. I met people there that forever have changed my, my existence. And I'm sharing that story with you because I know how lucky I am and how easy it is as well when we're not in our normal environments to start to tap into signs. But it's very uncomfortable. It is its own language. It is this sort of like, okay, I'm really starting to put my trust in something outside of myself. 
And I did that for six months and I documented it. I documented how the universe started to work when I opened myself up to it. So if you are listening to this at home and you're like, well, this is resonating. I know that I'm getting signs like this has been happening for a while, or maybe you want to be open to getting signs. Here is what I suggest. One, you have to be consciously open to it. So you could be seeing and hearing things all day long, but if you're not open to it, the message is going to go right past you. Two, along with being conscious of it, you really have to start to attune your um, discernment. So, for example, just seeing 222 every day, or a certain number, or a certain hummingbird, or a certain thing that means something to you, unless you assign it meaning, it's just 222. So what's important with signs is knowing that it's what you assign meaning to it of. So if you think seeing a black bear is a bad thing, then that's going to be a bad thing, bad omen to you. But if you think seeing a black bear is the greatest thing ever because your grandma loved black bears, you get to assign meaning to it. So along with being conscious of knowing what you want, you have to then also start to discern, okay, I'm seeing this. What is the universe telling me? Like, for example, perhaps you see that black bear and it doesn't mean something good to you. Maybe then you get this feeling of like, hmm, if I'm being honest with myself, I know I've been avoiding um, meditating and I can tell that the universe is saying I really need to meditate because I have anxiety, I have all these things going on. Like, you know, once you learn how to discern things, you can start to really... evolve the language with the universe. And the way I really suggest going about this is making it a game. So it should be fun. This is a fun experiment. And along with that, if you're open to good signs, you're going to get signs that you might not like. So I'll give you a short, brief example of this. But It's this classic example of like, you hear of someone who misses their bus or misses their plane and then the bus crashes, the plane crashes. When you open yourself up to these types of signs, you're opening yourself up to really the good and the bad. And just because something seems negative to you, you don't get the whole perception of what is actually happening. You don't always have the the whole vision. So you have to trust, even if something is not working for you. Like, for example, when I was in Hawaii, I I mean Japan, I'm sorry, I was annoyed that I had to wait day after day to figure out where I was going, right? Logically, I should have just picked a destination. But because I was waiting for the signs, I felt like this, like, annoyance. Like, it wasn't working out for me. And that couldn't have been further from the truth, On my plane that I took, which was $99, I actually met a girl who ended up becoming my friend, who ended up sharing a car rental with me, who ended up then staying, we didn't stay in the same place, but she ended up helping me to get free accommodation in Hawaii. So at that moment when I was annoyed, could I have known that that was all going to play out? Absolutely not. But it's important when you start this journey that you really allow it to unveil. 
you can't define what is good or bad. You have to be open to living the blossoming experience. So kind of like if we were in a garden, we're not judging the flower for not blooming yet. It's waiting for its time. Like how many people fly to Japan to see the cherry blossoms? A lot, because it's a once in a lifetime experience. And it's worth it, even though it's only there for three weeks out of the year. Or maybe it's three weeks out of each half of the year. So, so far, when it comes to communicating with the universe, you want to start to become clear on what your communication style is. So for some, the angel numbers, repetitive numbers, that's their style. For others, it's like, you know, through music, through movies, through what other people are saying to them. You can have multiple ways of communication. Through some, it's through their animals, spirit guides, or even just their pets. What this does, and what I think this communication with the universe opens us to, is it starts to make us believe in more. Like that there's more available, that we're more connected than maybe we know. And that's the real gift of this. And so now I want to talk a little bit about how this can start to transition, though, throughout your journey. So my personal experience was I had that magical six months, which, by the way, didn't start out easy. It's not easy to just start trusting. It takes a lot. But once you start doing it, it's like that, you know, when you lean back and you trust people to catch you, that's kind of what you're doing with the universe. When I returned to the United States, I kind of thought I would stay in that energy. But I didn't. Things started to change. It wasn't so clear, the signs. So, for example, I might ask for a sign and I wouldn't get anything. And then I would think, oh, am I just not connected? Like, does it not work here? I started to really go through these, like, big questions of how energy worked and how the universe worked. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. So... What I started to find was that when I would ask a question, a lot of the times I started to notice, I started to already know the answers. So, for example, give me a sign if I should work with this doctor. Give me a sign if I should take this job. Give me a sign if this person's my soulmate. Okay? These are all things, which it might sound a little embarrassing, but... I've probably asked these type of questions or I've asked, I know I've said things like this before and I, I've worked with people who have definitely said things like this before. And I think it's our humanness to want to know, to want to be confirmed, to have reassurance about our path, to know we're supported. And what I would find is that when I didn't get the sign, there's this beautiful quote I've seen on Instagram that says, no sign is a sign. And I want to take that in a little bit of a different direction. You, again, assign meaning. So, you know, if you're asking about that that doctor, why are you asking? Is it because you already know that they're not the doctor for you? Or is it a fear of like, well, this doctor might not accept me. They have a really strict criteria. Or is this the right job for me? But part of you is in fear that, oh, like, are they going to even consider me? Would they hire me? You know, we often ask for signs out of protection. 
out of a fear of being vulnerable. We become dependent upon them. And what happens is we can start to lose our sovereignty in that process. So our evolution of our soul, the way I see it, there will come a point for many where you stop asking for signs. You stop really looking for even the angel numbers or for these things as much because you start to just know internally what to do. You start to cultivate this knowing within. The sign is within. It's no longer an external thing. It starts to become the bridge within. And that is where the communication of the universe is no longer you searching here. It's the internal communication that begins. The internal knowing. Like when you walk in a building, you feel your shift in energy. You just know. You, you don't need... Uh, a song to play for you to know that that's the right building. There's like this feeling inside. And a perfect example of this is if we were to go to an ashram or to go to, you know, I don't know, a Tony Robbins event or someone who you really like, like a a, a guru, so to speak. Not that Tony Robbins is a guru, but someone you admire. Most of them are not sitting there giving their communication to you saying, if I'm meant to talk about this, give me a sign. Okay, let's just wait. There is this direct channel pouring through them. And they're very present and they're very conscious as they're doing that. There's a constant flow of energy. So what is important when we start this communication with the universe in my eyes, is to start to develop that, to really refine this tool. And it is uncomfortable when you become dependent upon the signs. It becomes a little bit uncomfortable to, so to speak, take off the training wheels. To really be like, oh my God, I'm the sign. Like, my knowingness is the sign. Me fine-tuning that is going to require the greatest surrender I've ever known. Because if I'm wrong, can I handle that it came from me? Can I be okay that maybe this is going to take practice? How will others feel if I tell them I just know, right? Versus saying, like, I got all the signs from the universe, which, you know, you can put the pressure on something outside of you. How does it feel to say, well, this is just my knowing? Like sitting in that power. So, really what I would say today about signs is that there's so many ways you can look at this. There is absolutely nothing wrong with pulling a tarot card. There's absolutely nothing wrong, or an oracle card. There's nothing wrong with going and having a reading done. There's nothing wrong with having this constant communication with the world around us. There's, in fact, nothing wrong if a song comes on on your wedding day or your anniversary with your partner and it makes you smile. Like, accept that gift, accept that blessing. The only time I would caution the signs where it's an opportunity for spiritual evolution and growth is when you feel more dependent or you're waiting upon something outside of yourself. Yet, you already have a knowing inside. But we can avoid that knowing in hopes that the universe outside of us will tell us what to do. That's when we give away our power. And that's when signs stop coming. 
a lot of the time because the universe is trying to empower you. So often if you ask for a sign, you know, you can check in and say, do I really need a sign right now? Or am I just doubting myself? What, what am I feeling? And that's a great way to kind of open yourself more to discernment. Discernment is the greatest tool that we have of all time. Because let's imagine that your grandma always sent you blue penguins. Okay, I don't know where that came from. That was her thing. She loved blue penguins. And you've told people this, they know this. And someone else has picked up that you love blue penguins. And they bring you a blue penguin gift. If you're so focused on the universe is sending you a sign, you might misinterpret that action from someone because you're placing your knowing on an, on an external source instead of the internal knowing. So you are in your full power when you can tell, oh, they learned I like blue, blue penguins from someone else and um, that was just a nice gesture, but it doesn't mean anything more. So really where you place your emphasis on signs, where you allow it to direct your life is so important to your spiritual evolution. It's a process to find the balance between connecting with the external world, like appreciating when you say, universe, I would love to see a hummingbird, and then all of a sudden it appears, which actually happened yesterday to me. And I still love a sign like that. But at the same time, if it didn't come, I wouldn't take it as a punishment. Or it wouldn't ruin my day. It was just an added value. And I think that there's so much that can add to our joy by being open to how we experience the universe through ourselves and through the external world. Again, sometimes miracles and signs will come through others. Like if we go back to my story at the beginning, which I made up, but about the taxi driver, you know, talking about Adele. We have to be open to the world, trusting of the world, and yet more trusting of ourselves to discern what the meaning is. That way then you know when someone, the taxi driver, is just making a pleasant conversation or when the taxi driver is saying, hey, listen up, you never know what could happen. I hope that you found this conversation to be interesting. Maybe it gave you some ideas about how you connect with the universe, how you don't connect with the universe. Maybe you don't agree with some of this, and that's totally okay. This is all based on my experience and what I've learned through, again, my six months of committing to that, and then what I've learned since that time, where I no longer feel I need to be looking for signs outside of myself as much. If they happen, I'm definitely open, and I'm, I'm always listening. If the universe wants to tell me something, I'm always listening. But that's the beauty of meditation as well. Because, you know, when we're quiet and we're here, we tend to have the knowings faster. 
They might send us more external signs when we're unable or unwilling to really listen to the message inside. I hope you enjoyed this talk and I hope to see you again. Thank you so much for joining us. I love you. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm.